happy Thursday. Happy December 23rd. Welcome to Heading Back to the Window with Scott and Scott. I am your host, Scott Steen, lead handicapper at winnersandwiners.com. And I'm your co-host, Scott Rochelle, senior handicapper over winnersandwiners.com. And together, we make up of the little show we call Heading Back to the Window. We do it every day right here on the YouTubes, the Facebook, the Twitter, the Twitch, whatever it is you kids are into. Every day, 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, as we attempt to help you and guide you on your journey as you try to head back to the window. It's good to be here on Thursday. Quick reminder, before we get rolling, we will be off tomorrow as far as our regular show goes. We'll be doing our NFL show. We are going to be off the next two Fridays, uh, Christmas Eve tomorrow, New Year's Eve on Friday. So we'll still be doing our regular picks. I I know I will. You're going to be doing your regular videos, Scott. So we'll haven't be... missed a day in, I don't know, four years. Know. I'm not going to start now. Okay. All right. Very good. So yeah, that to look forward to. If you, if you really, if you really miss us, you can check out our daily videos as well. Hope everybody's doing well. JC Stone in the house is greeting Scott and fellow peeps. What's up, JC? Good to have you with us as always. Uh, how'd you end up yesterday, buddy? You do okay, Scott? Uh, overall ended up losing the play of the day with army mm-hmm. so that was not fun minus the six and a half yeah we'll get to that game in a bit oh, yeah. i did have the money line so i guess it worked itself out to some degree besides that didn't really have much action it was a pretty underwhelming card i've been noticing more and more how much more i dislike the cards because i don't know who's playing in the nba half the time and i feel like half the games have double digit spreads at this point yep have you noticed that too? I have, and it's 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 very it's very difficult because you've got, of course, the transfer portal, and you've got the opt outs in bowl games. You've got the NBA COVID situation. Uh, you got the NHL; they're off for a while. Uh, it's just you know, it's just an extra layer of excitement, you know, because because handicapping was so easy before. It was it was you know, <laughs> two years ago it was just a piece of cake. And now it's gotten hard. So, you know, you, you roll with the punches, you adapt. You, you know, we're not, we're not, obviously, we're not here to make excuses. Everybody's in the same boat, but it does take some of the fun out of it. It really does. Uh, a lot fewer angles, it seems like. Uh, here's, this is, this is sums up our, our, our watchers and viewers perfectly. Our Rivera says Mary Xmas. Mary Xmas, our Rivera, by the way. Uh, Kevin Solano stops by and says, Thursday night football. <laughs> It's a beautiful thing. Uh, Brad Crawford says, happy holidays. No surprise. Uh, Brady Cook's nice performance for Mizzou last night. My son played select basketball with him at an early age. Nice, humble kid. Obviously very athletic. Yeah. You know, as a Mizzou grad, Scott, I want to be happy about the performance last night. I want to be happy with Basilak gone. They tried, uh, you know. Yeah, they did. They did. And, uh, hey, speaking of Basilak... Uh, transfer portal for him and like and subscribe today or Connor Bay's like will be transferring to your favorite school that's right you fuckers can have him for a while so you better get in there and like and subscribe Kevin says I did not see that coming from Mizzou obviously neither did I um, that was my number one bull pick in my confidence poll Scott three and a half what's that well I had three, three and, and a half, half. I sure number. I sure the hell did boy you can toss that in the big goddamn CLV garbage bin as that number went up to seven, 
I had it at three and a half. I felt so fucking smart. I couldn't even hardly contain my head in the same room. And all down in flames, Scott. We will get to that game. I know it's hard not to say. It's hard not to. It's hard not to talk about it. But we will. Uh, don't bet on the Pacers. Always a good plan uh, here for the last month or I'm so. I'm looking at the over in that game. If I'm going to play it with them against Houston, I feel like the over is the only play because Indiana is a streaky team. But Jalen Green's back for Houston now. They still can't guard anybody. If I'm going to play the Pacers game, which I'm not, I would take the over. Mm-hmm. I was. Uh, I, I do want to wish everybody a Merry Christmas. I know it is a couple days here before Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Scott, are, as, a, as a non-Christian, are you offended when I say Merry Christmas? Is that offensive to you? No. Yeah, see, that doesn't a, make a difference to me. I, I don't identify as a Christian either, and I don't find it offensive in any way, shape, or form. I, we're, it's one thing that we talked about with regard to comment section on like our separate videos and whatever. Right. It takes a lot to get me annoyed, if really anything. To get me annoyed it's really not something that happens that often so people can i can tell like intentions when it comes to wishing me you know a happy holiday for something i don't celebrate there's worse things you can do yeah you know yeah no i, I you, you tell me it, to fuck off i you, mean that that's worse you know you take it in the spirits and, and, take and, and you take it it's a spirit it's intended somebody's saying merry christmas they're friendly they're they're having a nice greeting to you fuck i'm not gonna be a dick about it what, that, I say thank you and I move on. Right. That's, how That's all you got to do. That's all you got to do. You know, sometimes I think America's gone a little soft, buddy. A little 10 ply here for the fucking United well, States. Well, actually, of America. I do this, this, like, I, nobody cares. Yeah, no. Nobody cares. Nobody you know? gives this. Just say Merry Christmas to you or Happy Holidays to you right back and you go on about your day. Come on. Uh, you got a very good poker face. I don't know. They must be talking a bit about you. But both of us have played poker, so it could be either one. That's right. Uh, do you do anything, especially where you wear sunglasses or anything at the uh, at the table? You cover your cover your face when you go in a hand. Uh, no, you don't. I just go whatever. Do you have you no, ever played? Have you ever played live poker? Enjoy. You ever played live yeah, poker in, in a casino? Yeah. Okay. I've played in I played in the Seminole Hard Rock in Florida. I've played in Vegas numerous times. Okay. I just didn't know if you'd been to Vegas since you were kind of my chips at the Mirage. What's that? Right? Isn't that isn't that the line? Counting my chips at the Mirage. Yeah. Did you have it? Did you have it, Scott? Uh, I had it a couple of times. I, I've made money okay. in Vegas. Uh, I can't say that I play that high stakes. I'm usually playing one two. Yeah. Uh, but oh, there's juicy yeah. one, juicy one two games in Vegas. That's that's like that's like two five in in the. Fucking I found Midwest. the Excalibur to be the juiciest because the players there are absolutely terrible. Awful. It's tourist city. I buddy. cleaned up at the Excalibur numerous times. Yeah, I could see that. Uh, don't think sunglasses should be allowed. Uh, I could see that. Uh, you ever get people to wear mirror sunglasses? You can see their hands. I think that they should be allowed, but only reflective ones. Yeah, agreed. Dogs have been barking. Oh, somebody asked about San Francisco tonight. Uh, I think you and I are both on the Niners. We both we're both fans of that play. Is that is that fair? I enough? was. Uh, the fact that AJ Brown is coming back is a bit concerning. Uh, so I am curious how much he's going to actually play. But the Niners are a team that I think is just better, and I think they should win the game. But we've seen a lot of very let's just say ugly football. Yeah. Middle of the week. That's kind of been the trend of our show and the rants we've had. Yep. So I'm not taking the over. Let's put it that way. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, By the way, uh, Bronco, to answer your question, one, two means the small blind, uh, small blind, big blind. Yep. It's one dollar, two dollars. It's a no, it's a no limit game. It's just, it just tends yep. to sp- uh, play a little smaller. You've got usually uh, smaller limits of what you can bring on the table and things like that. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, but Joe and I agree. The Niners line does scream Titans. That's why I don't want to say it reminds me exactly like the Chiefs Chargers game where you're looking at the line going, I don't really know what's going on here. But Tennessee's defense has been good. The issue is that they can't move the ball offensively and they turn the ball over a bunch. That's kind of the story of their season or the last couple of weeks, which is why they lost three of four. But Niners money line would probably be my lean. I like the under, though. If you're going to give me more midweek football, give me more unders in midweek football. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Somebody says I wear my emotions on my sleeve. That's absolutely true. I don't. I don't play in poker. It's. It's. But it's. It's taken. It's taken a lot of practice. Uh, I cover my. I cover my face when I'm in a hand, Scott. I, I. I give nothing. I keep my eyes down. I don't do anything. Cover my face. All right. I, I. I can hold emotions pretty well. Okay. All right. Let's get to it. Uh, somebody Ryan asking what happened with the Cavs last night. Uh, COVID. All right, buddy. Uh, I feel like we've got we've got the elephant in the room. We've got to talk about. So let's get to it. Let's let's put it in context here. Uh, I'm gonna have to put myself in the first category, Scott. There was some good news and some bad news, some winners and some whiners last night. Let's get it started, of course. Let's eat our vegetables so we can have some yummy dessert. Let's get it out of the way. Let's find out who we were calling the cops on. All right, very good. All right, let's get it rolling in the. Uh, in college football. By the way, quick reminder to everybody, please like, subscribe, rate, review, all that stuff. Don't forget to uh, check out Just Parlays with Chris King. I think a lot of you guys are heading over there. A lot of you guys are getting good information. I've got nothing but good feedback. So make sure you check Chris out on the Winners and Winners Sports Betting Network every day, 1.30 p.m. Eastern, 2.30 p.m. Uh, or 12.30 p.m. Central Time. So, all right. So if you had the... Uh, if you had Missouri on the money line last night, like my pal Scott Rochelle, oh, you had the other side. You had Army on the money line. I had Army money line, but you know. So, so they had a tremendous comeback. Drove ninety nine yards to take the lead by one point with one eleven left. Army ninety nine yards. It was uh, nine, how many yards? Ninety eight yards. No, they punted on that drive. They got the ball back after. No, they punt. They they pinned him at the one. Yeah, and Missouri punted. Then Army punted again, and then Missouri got the ball back like their own no, no, or something. That's 17? Not, that's not accurate. No, I don't believe that's true. It's 100% accurate, but okay. All right. Because I, I called it. Missouri went on a long drive. I told I told you they were going to go 99 yards. No, I'm, t- I'm telling you, they, they punted. I'm telling you, they punted. Then Army got the ball back and went three now. But it doesn't matter. Missouri oh, they got turned the ball it over. They didn't sport. punt. They turned it over. That was the that was the turnover, right? No, the turnovers were when they punted. No. Uh, anyway. All right, they led by one point. I'm, t- I'm telling you I'm right, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter at all. They led by one point with 111 left. Army's, quote-unquote, no-huddle offense went 51 yards in six plays. Good God. They kicked a 41-yard field goal to win as time expired. I couldn't have fucking cared less as I had Army in minus the points. I felt good for you, though. Don't get me wrong. Well, you were caught in no man's land because you're rooting against a team that screwed you. Yeah. But you didn't want me to lose. So I really put you in a box. You did. And and one of them is my alma mater. And I'm I'm rooting and yeah. I'm rooting actively against them because I'm I fucking hated this team so much all year. All right, you're done. You're... By the way, the touchdown drive was eighty three yards, one thirty three off the clock. Okay. They punted when they got the ball at the two. That's right. And oh, and that's right, that's when Army didn't go for it. With a fourth and two. Uh, they, no, they didn't go for it. That resulted in the pin at the two. Then Missouri punted. Army went three and out when they got the ball at around midfield. Oh, that's right. They, that's, that's, they, they just had to pick up one one first down. Game's over. 
Couldn't do it. Yeah, and they didn't do it. Couldn't do it. All right. Uh, moving on, Scott. So, looking at another sport, uh, thankfully, uh, you had a matchup between Delaware State and Temple, and if you took the over, 133.5, go to a meeting, but you were in good shape. You had 130 points with 218 to go. Solid. And you had three points the rest of the way. Game landed 133. Finally, a game we talked about yesterday. We said, who in the hell would St. Thomas be favored over? If it's not Nebraska-Omaha, who they just played, it's got to be Denver, and it was. But maybe you didn't like laying points with St. Thomas. That makes sense. Maybe you just took them on the money line. No, that's legit. I think they were minus one in the game. Yeah, the they they ended up they were they were like a three point favorite, and actually Denver money came in, but they led by fifteen points yeah. at halftime. They led by one with one second left, and of course, Denver with the buzzer beater. Count it, baby. St. Thomas, ooh, tough first season in the Big Boy Conference. They lose by a point. If you had St. Thomas on the money line there again, you should probably uh, maybe think about heading to a meeting, but. You definitely uh, got screwed. Time to call the cops. I didn't know the Summit League counted as a big boy conference. But it does it is when you're playing D three team that converted. That's what I'm saying. It's all it's all about context, buddy. Um, mm -hmm. All right. So there was some good news out there. Uh, there were some people that were in the in the right spot, and we did have for, for all the bitching I did. I did go one and one on the premiums, as I had a nice uh, play on that uh, on the early game. But uh, because why William and Mary is terrible. That's why. Keep that in mind. If you had um, these, some of these, though, this was the spot to be. You were nice, easy day because you were sitting in the rocking chair. So the first one was in the NBA. If you had the Magic plus seven against the COVID-riddled Hawks, you had a nice winner as they led by 10 at the half and one by six. <laughs> Very good. It's a pretty dry read there, buddy. Uh, it was. Truth is, there are a lot more blowout rocking chair wins in college, but I wanted some NBA representation, Yeah. so I just threw one in there. Fair enough. If you had BYU South Florida under 127, that was no problem at all. Each half had less than 54 points. Game landed 93. Yikes. That must have been a barn burner to watch. Congratulations, though. If you had the under, you didn't have to watch it. But you are sitting in the rocking chair. And looking at another college game, if you had Sam Houston State minus seven against NC Central, you led by 15 points at the half, and they won by 17. Very good. Very good indeed, my friend. Uh, let's move over to, to see who's in the house here. Uh, Missouri would have made the two-point convert. Dude! Oh. He was wide open. Oh. Wide open. <laughs> wide open. <laughs> Oh, Scott New Rise also getting juice tonight. New, uh, I don't know what that means. Do you know what that means? It's me. What does that mean? Uh, it either means I'm winning or I'm getting hammered. Okay. Potentially uh, both. I don't know. All right. For the Gasparilla Bowl. Damn right. Uh, Tony Starks likes Boise State. Excellent. Nice of the refs to make themselves center of attention in the Arizona-Tennessee game. You had that interesting technical foul call in the second half. Let's put it that way. That was a good game, though. Yeah. I've, I said I was leaning Arizona, but anytime you can look at an undefeated team at home, it's tricky when it comes to fading them because Tennessee's good at home. I like the under in that game, though. Said that on air. It was kind of a sweat. You had 90-something points in the second half, and yet it still went under. 
All right. So let's uh, let's do this. We don't do it every day, but sometimes it just stands out for us. And frankly, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm burning shit down today, and the show is no different. So let's do it, Scott. Let's find out. It's gonna be no surprise, believe me. Uh, let's find out who it is. Who could ever be wearing the golden feed bag for today's donkey of the day? <laughs> I need about 60 more seconds of a donkey brain today. That's not even enough. Okay. I'm going to take this one, Scott. I'm going to award it to Army coach Jeff Munkin for making some absolutely... But they won the game. Fuck off. Make some ridiculous decisions. Down the stretch, uh, we talked about a couple of them. We'll... uh, well, well, I'll try to hit the highlights. Not going for two-point conversion when they were up four points with ten minutes left. That made no fucking sense. That's a no-brainer. Why do you you want to go from four to five? You can't make a case on any planet that that's a good move. Uh, what Scott and I touched on briefly, fourth and two. I actually thought it was I, fourth and three. I actually thought it was fourth and two. It was right in that range. Missouri's forty-yard line. Uh, Army was had been. They didn't go for it on fourth down with about five forty left. By the way, Army was five for five on fourth downs. They never they ran between the guards every fucking time and never failed to pick it up, uh, except for the time they threw the touchdown pass. That's right, they threw the touchdown pass on fourth down. Um, and probably the most horrific, egregious thing on this list was the defense they played on the last Missouri drive. It wasn't exactly prevent defense. They didn't roll everybody back, but they, they played incredibly soft, uh, too deep coverage with the, with the cornerbacks playing about... I think every corner was about 11 yards I was going to say ten, 10 yards off the line of scrimmage. It was just a ridiculous fucking display of defense. They never tightened it up as Missouri got past midfield. Uh, nothing. Nothing. No, no adjustments whatsoever. I, I can't even begin to say how pissed off I was at this game. And you know, you know, I forgot Scott, to add. I forgot to add something, by the way. I forgot to add that they refused to run another play and to spike the ball with 14 seconds left when they crossed into field goal range. Yeah, yeah, could have taken. Another. I forgot to add that too. They could easily have spiked and ran another play. Instead, they ran it QB off tackle and settled for a 41 yard field goal with a kicker who had already missed a 40 plus yarder in the mm-hmm. same game. Yeah. The whole thing made no sense. No, absolutely. They did not deserve to win. That. The way they played down the stretch, they did not deserve to win that game. Um, just atrocious. Just an atrocious thing. You know you know me. You know, Somebody said I wear my emotions on my sleeve. That's kind of true. I don't usually get up too far up or too far down with wins or losses because there's so many games every single day. Uh, but this was my number one play of the bowl season. I had a obviously had a substantial financial interest in it. That's almost secondary to how it went down though. You know, if you lose it in a blowout, you go, well, fuck, I had a handicap wrong, whatever. I don't know. I I'm, I'm, I've, I, <laughs> I'm going to let it go, Scott. I'm going to let it go. So I can say it was a, it was a lot of bad when it came to Munkin's job. Of course, nobody's going to talk about it now because he won the game. He won the game. But when you win and you're still donkey of the day, that just sums up how bad you were at your job yesterday. Yep. That was one of the worst coaching jobs I've seen all year. And it's a good thing he got it in on time because it's almost 2022. We talk about 
winning in spite of your coach, and that was a prime example of it yesterday. Just a prime example. I don't. I did that. He was ar- fine for three quarters. That Army- fourth, fourth quarter, he just completely forgot how to how to coach a game. Missouri started the game down three of their best defenders. They lost two or three during the game, and yet Army yep. did almost nothing till the second half. Just horrific. Not even ready at all. Yep. Uh, you know, missing the wide open receiver on that uh, on that pass didn't help either. By the way, had him as, as Army always does. At oh, least. you mean up 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 the seam when uh-huh. Anderson missed the guy? Uh-huh. Uh huh. And and Are you losing- surprised Army's you're 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 due at least one overthrown wide open wide receiver in every service academy game though. Uh, Anderson can actually throw the ball. They usually connect on those, man, because I, I talk yeah. about that every time Army plays that you're going to get a big one over the top, and that was it, and they fucking missed him. So, mm-hmm. all right, I'm going to let it go. I'm, it's over. It's over. Okay, letting it go. Well, Scott, <laughs> if I'm not mad and disappointed about this, I don't know what it could be. Let's find out. <laughs> and this is a good one too, kids. Uh, I'm not mad. I can't be. I can't be mad, man. But I am uh, disappointed. <sighs> All right, I'll let you have this one. I think I've ranted enough for one day. I think people are tired of seeing my m- ranting mug. So college basketball, there's a lot of let's just say underwhelming D1 teams, but they're still D1 for a reason. It's because comparatively speaking they're still pretty good at basketball. right? And Cal State Northridge is an example of one of those teams. Not very good, but comparatively speaking, they are decent because they're D1 compared to other divisions, etc. Anyway, they were playing at home yesterday against Bethesda University. Huh? And Bethesda is not an NCAA program. It is an NCCAA program, which stands for the National Catholic College Athletic Association. If you never if you never heard of it, that's cool. They'd probably lose to a D2 team. Anyway, Bethesda was 2 and 10 straight up on their season full of other NCCAA schools. Cal State Northridge, favored by 33 and a half at home, lost outright. Oof. That's impressive stuff. Oof. Uh, you know who else was impressed? Bien Trabajo, who got him live at plus 1,200. I'm curious what they were winning by when you got him at plus 1,200. I'm really curious how that even goes. Like, if you see a school like that up 10 with 5, 10 minutes to go, up 5, 10 minutes, like, I don't even know what you put the line at. Don't you just assume the team's going to fall apart? Yeah. Kind of have to, right? Kind of do. Um, do, 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 do. J.C. Stone said, I, did, I just didn't see the love from everyone for Army. Looked like garbage against the week schedule. Not rubbing it in. Mentioned it yesterday. Got lucky with Army money line. Yeah, and that's, and that's the way it looked. That, you know, they uh, shined. It came down to the absences. Like, they kind of threw it over the top, didn't it? What do you mean? From Missouri. I mean, you're missing so many key guys. You just assume that even though Army's defense, we know, isn't very good. We watched them play the entire year. We know that units are not great. Right. But when you throw in a bunch of backup quarterbacks and backup running backs and whatever, right. you figure there'd at least be a learning curve for the new Missouri guys where they would get off to a slow start and it would be too little too late. That just didn't happen. They just completely no-showed the entire pretty much game defensively. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, this was a, this was a Missouri defense, again, 
gave up 300 yards on the ground to Southeast Missouri State. So I don't really buy the stepping down in competition, at least when it came to the Missouri. Missing their leading tackler. Missing their leading tackler. Of course, you've got your all everything running back that's sitting out, and then you've got the guy that couldn't beat out the terrible quarterback uh, that's getting the start. And we didn't even know that at game time. He had Drinkwitz to, talked about uh, alternating some some series and stuff, but they didn't know talking about just sitting Bazelak for that one. So uh, anyway, uh, Biantra literally a thirty dollars sprinkle on that plus twelve hundred. There, that's a nice three hundred sixty dollar win put in your pocket. Beautiful thing. Uh, <laughs> Elliot says he likes Georgetown tonight. Scott, you got any thoughts on Georgetown? Uh, Georgetown's not a very good team, but if they're playing at home, I don't mind them because they're definitely a lot better at home than on the road. Patrick Ewing, though, not a very good coach. Can I say that? You can. I don't show, know that it's accurate. Accurate. Why, why do you say that? Well, he made the tournament last year, except for the fact that his team is, uh, well, not very good every year he's been there. So I don't think he's a very good coach. The question about Georgetown is they don't play today. Well, there is that. Because there is that. I don't know if they were supposed to play Providence or not. That game got postponed. So they don't play today. So I'm a little bit confused by Georgetown. You mean Georgia Tech? Does Georgia Tech play? I, 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 I don't know. There are not many Georgetown games. doesn't play. like five games, five or six games. There's asking. really not many. Well, Wisconsin was supposed to play. That game got canceled 10 minutes ago. Somebody's asking about uh, Liberty Liberty against Stanford. <sighs> Neutral court game. I don't, I don't think Stanford's very good either. I, I don't like either one of these teams. I got to be honest with you. I think it's a Liberty or pass. Stanford's covered four of their last five. Liberty's covered four of their last five. Um, yeah. do, 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 do. I'm trying to look at anything I see that's impressive here on either side. Yeah. Uh, Truth is, I'm really not that familiar with Stanford this year. I really just have not watched them play much. I've actually watched Liberty play, so I guess I'm a little bit biased because I actually know what to expect from that team. They're not great, but defensively, they can make it a grind. I think Stanford could struggle in that spot. Yeah, they're not going to. They're not going to give up a ton of points most most games. Uh, They beat Mizzou by 21. Jesus, it's a terrible team. Uh, I need to go back to school and get a master's degree somewhere, Scott, just so I can have a different fucking team to root for. <laughs> yeah, I need to get another one of my you kids. Just pick one. I need to. I need to have another kid and get him in college. Because <laughs> my my kid went to K State, so I'm kind of a K State fan. But ugh, long time. Uh, I I got no I got no opinion on that. I'd I'd lean under if if anything probably. Somebody asked, so I'd look at under and yeah. Liberty, especially on a neutral. Yeah. I think that they got a decent shot to win the game. Fair enough. Uh, Seton Hall, DePaul. That game got canceled. Good chat. Yeah. So far, I got. I've literally got three, four, five. I got six games on the schedule, and one of for the sake of convenience, assume every Big East game got canceled. Oh fuck! Seems like that conference has gotten hit really hard for the last couple of days, which is why they had to look into potentially the forfeit rule that they have because St. John's picked up a win over a ranked team. They beat C. uh, They beat Seton Hall. Didn't even show up to the game. Huh. Uh, Matumbo YouTube that game. What game are you talking about? Matumbo. Uh... He's talking about a video game. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Oh, no, no. no he's talking okay. about. Uh... Oh, the YouTube. 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 Is it a video game or an all star game? 2001 all star game. Oh, with, with Matumbo. Okay. Oh, okay. 
All right, I'm all about that. I'm all about going down the YouTube. Okay, I'll look that up. You go, you go down the YouTube rabbit holes. Every time I think of Mutombo, though, I think of the Geico commercial. Not in my house. It's fantastic. Those are, those are some great. Yeah, a real game. Yeah. Yeah, we, I realize you meant the All Star game. Yeah. We're on it, brother. We're on it. Uh, what's that, Wagner? I lo- I love that play. Wagner was up four. I believe they had fifty-two points at the half. Fuck. Yeah. I really like the under there. Uh, right. We talked about the bowl game already in the video yesterday. Nothing really has changed. I thought more people from Florida would opt out. Some of them are transfer portaling, but they're still playing in the game, which I find pretty fascinating. But how much credence? Nothing's changed about my opinion. The no coach situation is that a, is that a big deal? I think it matters if you believe a the guy doesn't really know what he's doing when it comes to overseeing everything over the course of a sixty minute game, and two. If he's not going to be the coach for next year anyway, are the players really going to buy completely in? I still question motivation. I don't know why Florida would care about this game. Yep. I still like UCF plus the points in the under. Yep, I agree. But, I, I totally agree. Uh, what's what's UCF quarterback? Uh, Mikey Keene. Mikey, he's not Mikey exactly Keen. a good thrower, but he can run a little bit. Yeah, he's an he's an average arm at best, but he's got some he's got some wheels. Yeah. Uh, Beyond Trabajo says YouTube rabbit holes. How I found y'all. There you go. God bless the rabbit holes. Uh, it's a lot of fun. And all of a sudden you look up and you're like, oh fuck, where did that hour go? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Super Sly. Good to see Super Sly around. I haven't seen Super Sly much. Uh, so now we're back to COVID betting. Rosters are under siege. Stay safe out there, people. Yep, agreed. Uh, we talked about it yesterday a little bit that maybe there's a little bit of reason for hope with this new variant that it's going to burn fast and then be done. So we'll still, see. You know, you just still have to wait it out. There's still a time period where it's going to suck. So yeah. Well, and you know, again, it's it's you know, people are and I, I love when they see people say, well, the vaccines obviously aren't working because people are getting COVID. That's never been the design of the vaccine from the time they brought it out. What it's they, mostly just for symptom what management. They, what they talked about in their efficacy is it keeps. Uh, I know the initial data was somewhere around for 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 Pfizer and for Moderna was around ninety percent keeping you out of the hospital. And keeping you from dying. It was never about. It's never. That's what mRNA is not designed to prevent transmission. Although the latest data, not on Omicron but on Delta, says it prevents the tr- transmission about four times. You're about four times less likely to transmit than you are. You have four less than four times the viral load to transmit. So it does help a little bit in transmission, but it really helps bad outcomes. So all I know is I had it. I got over it in a week, so the vaccine worked for me. Yep. But, of course, everybody's their own case study. I see Elliot saying that he's stuck in New York City traffic. Um, I hope you're not driving because, A, you're on here texting, and, B, you're in the city, so you should probably never want to drive in the city. You know, I look at I looked at, you know, and this is the last thing I'm going to say about it. I don't want to go into the COVID rabbit hole, but I looked at the vaccine the way I look at, at, a, at a, like a bowl game where I hate both teams. That's yeah, the best. You basically you have two choices – and you're faced and you have to make a choice. So, do I love putting my faith in drug companies that up till 2 years ago I castigated as being all about profit-hungry bastards with no sense of community or uh, social responsibility? No, I don't love doing that. But as a, as an old fat man and it's not hard to see who the virus was zeroing in on, I felt I, I had two bad choices, Scott. I could wait it out and see if I fucking got killed by COVID or I could take my chances on a vaccine that came 
to be in a hurry. So I made, I had two bad choices. I made what I thought was the least of the bad choices. So, so far. I made no hesitation. I, I got it immediately. I wanted to go to Vegas. That was the way I was going to do it. There you go. Past vaccine. I eat COVID for breakfast. There you go. Uh, I was wiped out for five weeks pre-vaccine. Do you have Magellan Sports? Do you have your smell back yet? My daughter got COVID. Uh, they did the uh, Regeneron treatment. They did the monoclonal. They, they were vaxxed, and they did the monoclonal antibody as well as soon as they got symptoms, and they were better in like two days. So I highly recommend that as well. It's a shame that part has been politicized. It's been politicized on both sides. The vaccine has been politicized by the right, and any sort of treatment has been has been politicized by the left. There are treatments that work, and I believe the vaccines work. I think it's a fucking world where both of those things are true. So, uh, but she still doesn't have her smell. She's still, she's about down 50%. This has been two months ago. She's down 50%, still can't smell. Uh, no long-term effects. Congratulations, Magellan. That's cool. Um, that's, that's great, because I know there are some, I know there are some long haulers that had some shit that they had to deal with for a while, so... Wife got it in 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 in, uh, in in January. Still can't smell. Says Larry McCoy. Yeah, that's. Although Larry, you got to admit, you have to take less showers. That's a good thing. Um, but yeah, it's supposedly it'll come back. But again, we don't really know. We're dealing with two weeks and two two years of this shit. So okay, that's it. This is our holiday show. I, I don't want to again. Didn't want to go down there, but I just I like to. I everybody wants to know kind of where you stand. That's and that's where I stand. That's it, there's no good choices in this. There's no fucking good outcomes. So you have any. Uh... Thoughts on the NFL game tonight? I do. Um, I think, sure. yeah, yeah. You and I were talking about that, and uh, I'm my play of the day. It's no secret. I, I'm a big fan of the 49ers, and I, I look at the line, and we touched on it briefly, Scott. I think it's I think it's Vegas trying to encourage people to bet the uh, Tennessee Titans because you've got a division leader at home getting points. On the surface, that doesn't seem to make one bit of fucking sense. You're like everybody, you load up on the Titans, but. This Titans team, Scott, they're not they're not good right now. Their offense is really struggling. Tannehill's thrown what six interceptions in the last four games, and this yeah. offense is just really, really inefficient. Um, I will absolutely watch it. Elliot. It, also, it also doesn't help when the Titans have scored uh, less than twenty one points in each of the last four. And they scored exactly thirteen points in three of the last four. Yeah, you know, AJ Brown coming back helps. But you have to acknowledge the fact that without Derrick Henry, this team kind of has the same situation that Carolina has, which is you're missing your main key piece of this offense. You're going to struggle. And Tannehill, who we know is built mostly on play-action passing, he's done nothing. I can't blame him, but he's been bad, you know? G-Money says, I blame the vaccine for my bad NCAA basketball picks. <laughs> I have to look back. I, I didn't think about that because you know I had a, I had a terrible NFL season, so I have to look back. Maybe that's maybe it was I got boosted right about that time. I got my booster the first week in October. That's it. Fuck! I found the answer. God bless you, G Money. Finally, uh, Nathan Cerna says he took Hawaii over bad UCF team, USF team. I don't I don't mind that. It's Hawaii is not very good either. I'd look maybe at the under, but oh boy. Both those teams are bad. I don't mind you going with the Rainbow Warriors, though. It's more fun to bet on Hawaii. Scott, I'm looking at the CDC website right now. It says possible side effects of the vaccine taking way too many favorites in college basketball. I, I did read that somewhere. <laughs> there you go. Um, I'm on. I'm on the under, and I'm on the. Uh, I'm, I'm on the Niners tonight, bud. 
I think you've got two offenses that want to run the ball a lot. You've got two defenses, I think, that are probably better than their respective offenses. And you've got one team in Tennessee that I have no confidence in to score points at all. They scored, yep. they scored, you talk about the three they scored 13 in. Not only is that not impressive, Jacksonville turned the ball over four times. They still scored 20 points against them. Against Jacksonville, for God's sakes. Booster leads to eating a lot of chalk. <laughs> oh, having fun. Okay, so um, any, any, any prop action you'd like tonight? You and I talked a little bit about that for Bet the Farm. We really didn't see anything that we were... Uh, uh, we saw one thing, but we said we weren't going to take it ever again. <laughs> Tannehill, interse- Tannehill, intercept- Tannehill interception, like minus 130. I mean, I have to be tempted by it. Yeah, the I only- just feel like it's a spot where Tannehill has been so turnover prone. Running the ball has been something that Titans have actually been good at. But San Francisco's defensive line has done pretty well against the run. I do think that the Titans will have to throw it a bit more. And Tannehill has really just been playing with fire for the last month and change, and he's been burned a fair share of times. Yeah, and one final note, uh, Tennessee's going to be without their starting left tackle, their starting left guard. That's not going to be good news for Tannehill every time he wants to drop back. It's also not going to be good news anytime they want to run the football to the left of center. And if so, you think Tennessee's trailing, they're going to have to play catch-up and throw the ball a lot in the second half. Who hit a five-teamer? You hit a five-teamer in college hoops yesterday, Nathan? Shit, Yeah. Everybody's getting a little upgrade in their Christmas presents, right, baby? That's right. Um, Magellan, I did read that. I did read that. Fauci loves betting on Mac teams in bowl games. I did read that. <laughs> Elliot V says his Christmas present to us is that two-team parlay I'm on, the San Francisco money line, and the Golden State money line to play in the uh, playing the 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 Bay, the San Francisco Bay parlay. There, Scott. What do we what do we call that? Is that the Bada Bing? No, there's no name for that one. Okay. All right, very good. Uh, I don't. I hate do it. think I, Golden State. I think that's a. I think that's a tough call. I, I think that they're going to win just because they're the Warriors, obviously. But they're laying about six in that game. Yeah, it seems a little bit high to me that's because Golden State is still missing some players because of COVID, and I am concerned that, that they're a little bit shorthanded. Of course, Corey can uh, Curry can go nuts at any time, but you're still missing Wiggins. You're missing Jordan Poole. You're missing Iguodala. You're missing Damian Lee. I know Iguodala and Elite aren't exactly big contributors, but they're still bench players getting minutes. Wiggins has been very good this year, and you're throwing in Kaminga, the rookie, into the starting lineup, who looked pretty good when he started against Toronto. But you have Gary Payton, who's not really a good shooter, but he's been pretty good this year. Golden State favored by six, though. That does seem a little bit high, considering all the people that they're missing. I think Memphis has a shot to cover the game. Uh, he's talking the line about, does he, seem a little bit off. He's talking about money line parlays, though. Uh, I'm okay. No, I know he is. I'm I'm saying I think Memphis might be live in that game. I think that Golden State's going to, of course, hang around and potentially win the game. But I don't feel as confident in Golden State as I am on most nights. Let's put it that way. It's the Bay Bay Lay. I don't hate that. I think that's that's, that's pretty good. Uh, Bill's asking if I like Debo anytime TD score. Well, he catches passes and he takes handoffs. So I have to be tempted by that, don't I? What's, what price are you getting on that? You know, you uh, plus... let me look. I'm assuming it's going to be around even money if I had to guess. I was, was going to say we can get it, um, if you can get it plus one ten, one twenty. I love it. Uh, even money, I'm okay with it. Minus one ten. Yeah, that's not surprising. Uh, don't hate Which it. Which is where it should be. Yeah. Because Samuel also gets seven handoffs per game. Yep. True. That's so true. I don't mind it. Very true. All right. 
Oh, and you got any thoughts on the uh, on anything real quick you want to share on the bowl game tonight? I know we did another video, and you guys should check that out on the Florida UCF. Mention it briefly. Okay. Nothing, nothing's changed. I'm going with UCF plus the seven and the under. I just see an ugly game breaking out. Yeah. I saw somebody ask me before about the NBA on the Knicks and Wizards game. Uh, Knicks are currently minus one, and the over under is two twelve. I like the Knicks. Uh, I think that they should fare pretty well here. The Wizards were good to start the year. They've completely fallen apart. There's really no other way to, to put it. But the Knicks have started to finally give Kemba minutes again. He's actually been decent. They're missing Noel. They're missing quickly. They're missing Rose. But they do have, uh, I'd say, a pretty – We I think we'd agree no matter how bad the Knicks are, their home court advantage is still pretty solid. Mm -hmm. And the Wizards have been awful on the road. I like the under in that game, though. They've completely reverted back to playing at the classic Thibodeau pace. I see a hideous game there where one of these teams doesn't get to 100. Give me the under in that next game. Guy's talking about McCumbo's kid plays for Georgetown right now, seven foot two. I've seen him play a little bit. He's a monster. He's a he's a beast. 18, he's 18. Good God. James S. says Merry fucking Christmas. <laughs> a man after my own heart right there. All right, guys. Let's rock and roll here, Scott. We've been we've gone a little uh, we've gone a little cold. We've given we've given a couple pieces of land back. We uh, we jinxed Monmouth yesterday. They did not get their cover for the first time, but we uh, we're we're not quitters. We're not quitters at all. So we're going to take a look at what we've got cooked up for today. See if we get you guys a little extra, a uh, little last minute Christmas shopping money here. As Scott and I climb aboard our John Deere, we put our straw hats on. We put our heads together for this play. We come up with something very special, guys. You know the drill. Fire that bad boy up, because it's time to bet the farm. All right, no banjo music today, Scott. You got to earn that banjo music, and we did not. We had Monmouth yesterday, and they disappointed. So, uh, again, they're dead to us. No, not true, but we are... Uh, we have the nice thing about doing the last show of the week. We have the whole weekend, the whole weekend to uh, come up with the play. And that's exactly what we've done. Uh, Skeeter, take it away. What do we got for today? So we're looking at an NFL matchup for Sunday Night Football between Washington and Dallas. And we like the under 47 at minus 115 on DraftKings. I've already seen a couple of 46 and a halfs appear. Have it. 47, no chance that's available by game time. Take it now if you want to be a line move. But Washington offensively has been a mess lately. Scored less than 21 points in each of the last four games. Washington also had to play on Tuesday. So it does have a short week to recover. We also don't know who's going to be the quarterback for Washington in this game because Allen and Heineke both, of course, dealt with COVID protocol. Now they're in a short week. You might see Garrett Gilbert part two. So that's also not fun for an over. Dallas' offense, though, has struggled lately. Scored less than 22 points in each of the last three games. They did score 27 twice in those three games, but there was a defensive touchdown in two of those games. So the offense itself has not been too good lately. And the first meeting, which was a couple weeks ago, had 47 points, but it was misleading because there were two defensive touchdowns. So 47 seems way too high. Dax looked awful lately. Washington really has no quarterback that you can trust at this point. 47 is too high. Give me an ugly Sunday night game. Yep. I think it's going to be another ugly Sunday night game indeed. And that is going to do it for the show. That's going to do it for us this week. Don't forget, 
We will be doing our bowl previews, of course, and we will be doing our regular NFL show tomorrow. But as far as uh, our little heading back to the window show, uh, that's going to do it for the week. So we do thank you guys for checking us out. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being part of the uh, best comment section anywhere on the interwebs. We appreciate each and every one of you. Merry Christmas to all of you guys. Happy holidays for those of you that don't celebrate Christmas. And for the rest of you that don't celebrate anything, uh, happy Friday. Enjoy the weekend. You guys have a great day. Um, take care, everybody, and good luck. Let's make some money tonight. What do you say, Scott? You ready? Yep. Let's do it. Let's make some money. You guys have fun. We'll see you next time. Take care. Take care.